This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff of puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello everybody, I hope you're well Welcome to The Wolf and the Owl A podcast by two idiots One who calls himself an owl And one who calls himself a wolf Now, there are some podcasts out there that might have a theme Or they might have a structure they might even have a little bit of planning done before the podcast start getting recorded. Uh, we like to do things a little bit differently over here at Wolf and Owl House. Uh, what you're about to listen to is two friends, completely unprepared, apropos of nothing, just having a conversation. And just in case you're under any illusions, nothing you hear has been pre-written or scripted. This is all completely improvised. And when you start to hear the level of quality of the content, I think you'll start to believe us. So uh, kick back, put on your earphones, and let the waves of Wally dulcate your ears. <laughs> Don't say a word. No, but... I, you know what it means, though, right? No. <laughs> you look proper chill blade sitting there. You look good, Do boy. I? Yeah, yeah, you look good. I, uh, that looks nice. Thanks. thanks How are you much. acclimatizing to be back in England? Not living in your villa vibes. Uh, yeah, good. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I, got, I, I did something quite disgusting last night where I uh, I got back from filming last night really late. And on the way back, I ordered a, ma- a like a massive Wagamama's. Oof. And then I, and I, everyone's asleep in the house. right? I, I, and then I let myself in. Wagamama's arrives. And I just sort of sit there. I, I, you know what it reminded me of? You know if you're watching a movie and they're trying to set up how depressing a guy's life is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of, just sort of a, just, 
You know, when it sort of follows him in through the corridor, picks up the takeaway, and it's just a guy, it's just me with like three different massive pots of food, just on my own, just fucking shoveling it. And a couple of times, because I was sort of watching something, I was watching something on my laptop as well, a couple of times, I put too much food for the size of my mouth into my mouth. Like, oh, man. And then just it's... had to sort of work it, like work it down like a fucking snake. <laughs> Like, you know the worst thing is when you've got a beard as well. There's no hiding dribbling. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you've got like it's like obviously for, for you it's like you've got a towel or a Brillo pad around your whole face at the moment. Mm. It does make it beard. that does sort of imply that my beard is sort of disgusting. <laughs> no, I know you wash it every bacterial morning. Bacterial mess or it's sort of trapped food and shit that's not made it into my mouth. <laughs> like the twits. <laughs> You know, you're saying about, um, like, because I've been filming up in Liverpool, so it's a yeah, mad yeah. one when you you sit and eat. Like, there's no limit on the food. Like, I've got into sort of like, I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to be a little bit healthy and get into sort of like Lebanese sort of Turkish food, just like kebabs, rice. And I was like, I go in there with all the intention of that being the thing I want to eat. And then with that, you'll end up with like, oh, I might get some halloumi. And I might get those like things you do with lamb and potatoes. Oh, and you know what? Throw in some sausage. And before you know it, like you're sitting there just with a like fucking pile of mass food. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the psychology of like so so when I was looking at that when I was I was in the car on the way home and I was looking at the Waggers menu. And um I was looking for it and I think I like that, I like that, I like that. And most people would think, well, why don't I have that today? And then another day in the future, when I decide to have Agua, I can I can try the other thing. Not for me. Uh, my fear of of missing out, you know, I, my fear of being in the middle of something, eating something, and then going, I could have also I could have had that. That would have yeah, been delicious. That is a no. Yeah, but I, I, I'm with you on that. There's nothing worse than like if you if you sit there and like feel like a bit of a pig and you've wolfed your way through a load of food, right? Uh, and you, you, there's something quite rewarding about that, right? Mm. But if you sit there and go, oh, man, I wish I'd ordered those spring rolls. Or I wish, you know, like where I sit on Wagon Mummers, man. Like, I can't get my head around. Like, I think it, prawn crackers, as I've said time and time again, would just be amazing if they could just get prawn crackers or something to alleviate the, the ramen. Like, you know, I think it's not a condition. Incredible. Ramen is not an infection. <laughs> no, no, if you don't. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it's not an ache. It doesn't need alleviating. It's not back pain. <laughs> no, but. It's a pain to eat it sometimes without prawn crackers. Have you ever had prawn crackers with a ramen? No. I can't really have prawn crackers. No, I can't have prawn crackers. Oh, man. I mean, I, I have to get some sort of non-prawn substitute. I think they're called crackers. No, <laughs> I, I, they, they, you, can get, you can get prawn crackers that don't have prawn. You can get the spicy ones, right? It's such a needless inclusion of prawn, by the way. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody that enjoys prawn crackers, nobody in the history of eating prawn crackers, has said, you know what really makes these? The prawn. Absolutely I, think it's just, I think it's just prawn flavouring, right? It's not actual prawns. It depends on where you're getting prawn crackers from. Really? I, th- I, think the high end, I think the high-end prawn crackers have got a bit of prawn in. I like the really cheap ones. I like the really yeah. cheap, puffy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They're the best ones. Have you ever want. tried to like, fry them up yourself? Yeah, yeah. it's not the same as poppadoms. It's just not the same. Mm. People have started doing that with pasta. Oh, mate, you've got an air fryer, haven't you? Yeah. Have you heard about this pasta thing? What pasta thing? If you stick pasta in the air fryer, right. it sort of puffs up like a like a nice little crispy snack. Really? Yeah. Hold up. Do you have to? By the way, guys. Is it by dry the way, guys. By the way, guys. Just so you know, as you know, Tom is not one for allowing an interruption to throw him off his game, but he has been so he, he's literally just got so excited 
about the prospect of a new snack that he's got access to for his air fryer. A new way to fucking jerk off about his air fryer. He's he's buzzing. Go on. So do you use dry pasta or do you use cooked pasta? A great question. Uh, I think it's dry pasta. I mean, I, I listen, I didn't pay that much attention because I don't have an air fryer. But apparently it tastes great. It I tastes like it, those... I you know find those... it insane, insane that you haven't got an air fryer yet. You find it insane? Yeah. I was just throwing out... I've told you so many times... About you would happily... Look, hold on. So you'd happily, if you were having a conversation about me... So guys, as a podcast going on, yeah, yeah, good. But you know, that bloke is insane. Absolutely insane. Do you think people <laughs> in a million guesses will think that means I don't have an air fryer? Oh, right. Right. Imagine back in the day when someone first invented ovens and people had been cooking on open fires, right? Sure. And someone turned around and said, why are you cooking on an open fire when you could get an oven to cook in? What's an mm. oven? Oh, like you could put the food in, you put a timer on, and it will cook it for you. You haven't. Like, that's, you, that's what you think. That's what you think the next direct step from fires was. Of course it was. You think it, you think it went directly from open fire, from cooking an open fire, to a, to an to an inst- a fully installed oven <laughs> no, with a timer on it. No, it wasn't fully installed. Yeah. It was in caves. Stop cooking on. Stop, stop. Stop. Stop cooking on that fire, mate. I've got a double oven and microwave here. <laughs> right. We no, just hollow out there. hollow out this section of cave here. It'll just slot right in. Right. You can put some inserts around it that are cave coloured, so you won't even you won't even see the joins. Right. No, what it was, right? You've got to think in your head, right? Okay. Yeah. Is it was like a, it basically was like four six what the bits fuck of metal. <laughs> Guys, I've just watched Tom try and count how many sizes there are in a cube with his hands. <laughs> you can even fucking visualize it. <laughs> 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 oh god right so there's six bits of metal right yeah, yeah, yeah. Six one of them's got an opening in which is the door yeah yeah are you explaining right. another sorry are you thinking that i'm still cooking on fire yeah you're the one cooking on fire and i'm coming okay. to you oh right so this is a role play right so i come okay, up cool, to you cool. yeah. and go oh you're all right mate how you doing oh you're still cooking on fire yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm cooking off. Everyone's cooking off. Right? That's how we uh, cook. Not right? me. I basically invented. I've got six sheets of metal, right? Yeah. What, you, what are you doing that with your hands? <laughs> Just so I can show you how it works. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and one of them opens, and, and I put food in there, and it cooks quicker. I've put also, there's two sheets of metal which act as shelves in there. So, yeah. What are shelves? Yeah, huh? What are shelves? Oh, shit. Sorry, man. Yeah, looking around your cave, I can see you haven't even got shelves. Um, so you know, like sometimes we'll find ornaments and like skulls and stuff. What are ornaments? <laughs> um, well, you know that wooden cup that your wife made the other week. Yeah, that's what we class as an ornament. Yeah. Stop looking at my wife's cup, by the way. <laughs> so you, you basically it's a place for you to put your skulls and your ornaments and stuff. Okay. And your crockery. So what? How come you've got a shelf in your what's it called oven? So you then I can put my food like my yeah. My pig's carcass or my lamb in there, and uh, <laughs> and then I light a fire underneath the oven. Do you know? Oven... Can I tell you? Can I tell you something? I, I I'm getting fed up of having to keep saying pig's carcass every time we're making pig's carcass. We should try and think of a shorter word. Mm. What about what about pork? Well, let's see how that catches on. Uh, <laughs> I think I think for you, it's probably worth you getting your head around how an oven works before you start thinking you're the king of the kitchen like Gordon Ramsay. Uh, Basically, mate, it will change your life. It will stop you charring food and it will make sure the food is cooked inside and out. 
Get yourself an oven. Well, thank you so much. I think I will. Yeah, but unless it's you, Ramesh, who probably wouldn't? You'd just keep on cooking on. Why would I keep cooking on fire? Because it's the same thing with the air fryer. You've heard incredible feats that the air fryer has accomplished, right? And you're still like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get one. I don't know whether to, you know. No, it's not. I'm not sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna, whether I'm going to get one. I've, I'm not considering buying one at all. <laughs> Why not? What's, what's well, so good about it? Well, okay. okay. Okay, sell it to me now. Sell it to me now. If I had a friend and I turned around to you, like, oh, my God, you've got to meet Aaron. He's incredible. He's such a laugh. Mm. He's such a good mm. guy. Would you want to meet him? Yeah. Exactly. Would I, yeah, but do I have to pay to meet Aaron? <laughs> no. And will he and will he sit on my kitchen worktop forever? Because that sort of affects things. Right. In a way, you have to pay to meet because you've got to buy him a drink when you get there, right? Mm. And That's then, exactly. Aaron... can I? This is that go down. Oh, so I'm going to introduce you to my mate Romesh. Great thing about him, you get a drink out of the muggy little prick. <laughs> I've told him he'll get you a beer, so don't worry about it. No, I know I, know I said I'd get him in, but listen, trust me. He'll get at least two rounds before we can slip <laughs> off. He's 30 quid in the water and we're down the road. <laughs> okay, guys, so tell me about this air fryer. Then. Air fryer How much do they cost, first of all? Mate, I think now you probably get one for about 150 quid. Okay. Right. So that's a, I would describe that as a significant kitchen investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But think, I mean, to be, to be brutally honest, yeah. If I'm going to be, because I have to be honest with you, uh, I think I'd probably like to use my air fryer four months ago. Okay, so why? Okay. So if you want so, my so, old so one, why, I could, you could buy my old one from me, so it won't be as expensive. Yeah, but then so, and then you won't have one, is that what you're saying? Well, no, I could probably get a new one at some point. You don't like your air fryer, do you? That's that's when I when I said to you, okay, this no. is un, this is by the way, this is unfucking believable. Right, what's just gone down? I'm just so, saying to you. So, so you... the reason you the reason you got excited about me saying about the pasta is because you thought finally there's a, uh, there there might be another use for this piece of shit that I was raving about nonstop in in in, in the se- the similar manner to, to somebody would if they they felt like they'd found God, right? <laughs> we cast our minds back to you first getting the air fryer. The amount of shit you were spouting about it. You've just had a go at me about not getting an air fryer. And now we discover you've been unmasked. Your air fryer is useless. No, right, okay. I think maybe I could probably give you my old air fryer. I don't want your air fryer. I don't want your air fryer. Listen, let me explain something to you. I don't want want your air fryer if you give me 50 quid. Okay? (laughs) Right? I do not want your air fryer. Right, okay. When's Lisa's birthday? For a number of reasons. When's Lisa's birthday? Uh, April. Oh, okay. So, look, what about Christmas, right? Yeah. I've still got a box for it. Yeah. I'll give a wife a wife out for you, right? So you won't even know <laughs> it's ever been... <laughs> what did that... <laughs> Why did that sound so awful? Right. Yeah. You give it to her for Christmas and see what she thinks. I think she'll think this is you've given me a used air fryer. I wonder how long it'll take me to go through the admin of leaving you. But she might enjoy it. She might get a kick out of it. She'll do like a Christmas potatoes in it. Some but just, just cut the shit. Cut the shit. Okay. Do you regret buying the air fryer? Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> the truth of the matter what is... Were you, what were you making? It? You're making chips and stuff, right? Yeah, but they're never as crispy as real chips. Right. This is not what you used to say to me. Yeah, because right. I thought you, if you, you got are... one as well, then we'd be like the Air Fryer Brothers, right? Okay. 
<laughs> I, at first, if I'm honest with you, I thought, oh, you know what? After a while, we'll get the hang of it and it will be. Because if you watch, right, you can watch YouTube uh, and fucking Instagram people doing like fucking incredible things in, in them. But now I. Like what? I like what? what? What sort of things are you talking really about? Really crispy chips, nice spring rolls. Mm. Uh, You're playing fast and loose with the word incredible, I'd say. <laughs> right. But actually, as an average or probably below par fucking air fryer person, right? Air fryer. Mate, it's impossible to get the same satisfying. Why is it impossible? What what you what have you got to do? You haven't got the oil, the crispiness isn't there. Yeah, but what why are they able to do it and you're not? What level of technique do you need with an air fryer that you can You know what I think? And look, I do not want to get into a, any sort of argument with fucking air fryer people because I know they're like they've got it's like quite cultish. And I was a part of that for a time. Uh, you know, admittedly at the lower, lower echelons of it, right? But I think there's a lot of people out there putting stuff in real fryers or deep oil fryers, right? Frying their stuff so it's crispy and brown and then putting it into the fucking air fryer. And I think, yeah, there's a bit of that going Why? on. Why? For what pur- to what end? What purpose are you doing that? So for? people look and go, oh, fucking hell, look how amazing. That's why I brought one because I saw how crispy and brown stuff was coming out. Honestly, mate, I tell you now, I've put so much stuff in there. Never once have I ever taken a bite of something and gone, oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. That's just You like were it raving out. about it to me. When you yeah, but it. I... That's all you want... talked about. Yeah, I know, yeah, because and I think at the time... You literally right, just not on this, during this conversation, compared the innovation of the air fryer to the invention of the first oven. Yeah, because I was trying to get rid of my air fryer. I wanted you to take it off me. I, I look, look. I do think, given time and an investment in time, you can make it work for you. But at the moment in my life, I've got so many things going on. I can't give that much time to being great at air What do you mean, give too much? So much? You're not learning Spanish. <laughs> no, You're using a fucking air fryer. Yeah, mate. What, why, why do you need to invest time in it? Because it's not like, okay, look, have you ever used a deep fat fryer? Yeah. Beautiful thing. Great invention. Yeah. You can't fuck yeah. up with it. You do everything. You try doing donuts in a uh, air fryer or you just get it slightly cooked dough you do deep fry you deep fry I just I just just, just imagining you (laughs) sitting there all excited raving to caffeine about how you're about to have the most delicious donuts ever and then a sad look of disappointment is it did you make did you make donuts in it I've made tried to make everything and let me tell you what yeah it might it's everything I've ever cooked in it has been a massive anti-climax it's like (gasps) Is a reaction of anything that comes out of that air fryer. Mm. Yeah, and I, then there was a part of me that thought, oh, you know what, it'll be amazing when we're cooking Christmas dinner. You'll be out. Never would I even, tr- I would never give my air fryer the responsibility of doing a roast potato, a parsnip, a carrot on the most important cooking day of the year. Maybe you should stop trying to cook your vegetables individually. What? Well, of course you do when it comes to Chris- Christmas dinner, you do. How do you do yours? What do you mean, how do I, man? Look what, how does Lisa do it? Who does, got, Christ- who does the Christmas who does the Christmas dinner at your house? Me. I also have. Why why are you frying anything? <laughs> no, I'm not frying anything. I'm just saying. Why yeah, but why are you using let me explain this to you. This is what I don't understand about you. I, I just feel like you're expecting too much from this fucking air fryer. When I when you make Christmas dinner, you use an oven. I feel like I'm telling you now, have you heard of an oven, right? Nobody's no, no, nobody's deep frying their Christmas dinner. So why the fuck are you trying to air fry it? No, because to get crispy carrots or crispy parsnips, it look, mate, how big do you, you do, no, 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 for Christmas dinner, right? I know you're a good cook, right? 
Yeah. Do you de- do you deep fry your vegetables? No. No. Well, because you know what? if if I had someone who like a responsible enough sidekick, aka a deep fat fryer, there's a good chance that I might like to get my potatoes even crispier, give them a little whopping some hot. It's a oil. good shout because what you know one of the things that people say about Christmas dinner is it's it's tasty but too light in calories. How do we step this up a, a level or two? No, right. Have you ever had uh, tempura sprouts? But the truth of the matter is, mate. No, I've not ever had tempura sprouts. But can I just just while we're on this t- t- topic, yeah. tempura vegetables are just I I I love them so much. I do. I mean, if they're good. They are delightful. Okay. Yeah. All right. If they're good, uh, what would you? What, can we just assume <laughs> that I mean when they're good? No, I tried to do that. I love right? tempura vegetables. Do you, Tom? Yeah, as long as they're not the shit ones. Well, yeah, that's implicit in what I'm saying. <laughs> no, right. I tried to do them in the air fryer. Turned into an absolute disaster. What happened? They just all, none of the uh, like batter stuck to the vegetables, so you just right, ended right. All, all, all like a layer of batter and then some vegetables. You think you're just not doing it for long enough? I just don't think the air fryer knows what it's doing. I think it's just look. I think there was a real cleverness to the person who invented it, right? Right. And I'd like to shake them by the hand. But then I'd like to sit with them with the diagrams and the plans that they had to make it and go, right, look, I think this is how we could have done it better, mate. Mm, so- <laughs> we needed more oil, maybe. I don't know. Why were you telling me that you really liked it at the beginning then? Because were you trying to convince yourself. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Do you know why, Romesh? And this is yeah. this is a very open thing that I'm going to tell you right now about me. is Tom Davis and the wolf, and I'm going to come out and say it. I'm something of a sheep when it comes to everyone was getting air fryers. And it's like it's this is this is so this is so pathetic. Right, <laughs> let me just go back and tell you yeah. how pathetic it is. Okay. I couldn't ride. I was the last kid in my school to be able to ride a bike. Right. Okay. But, 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 right. This is. But I used to listen, make listen, up. Listen. Like yeah. even right. I'll tell you what. As a kid, I had a skateboard that I couldn't use. Right. Yeah. Can we? But before that, you carry on with this, before you carry on the story. Uh, JT, can you add a little bit of sad music underneath this? Because Tom is about to use childhood impoverishment as an excuse for why he bought an air fryer and pretended No, no, no. It's not, but, so basically, here we are, right? I couldn't use a skateboard, right? Other kids could use skateboards and be like, oh, mate, I went down this, like hills and mountains, whatever. I busted some fucking sweet 12s and whatever, right? <laughs> I yes, I got, there's our confirmation been... that you haven't had a skateboard before. <laughs> I used to pretend... That I'd been out skateboarding because I was too right. embarrassed to say that I couldn't use a skateboard, right? Same thing with a bike, right? And the air fryer was probably an adult version of that. I did not want people to look around at me and go, oh, he can't use an air fryer. He's not able to. I didn't want that on my resume as a human being. So when the world was going fucking air fryer crazy, I enjoyed being a part of that. Sue me. Tom, I, I I really enjoyed that story. The only the, sort of the only thing that I was sort of sort of challenge on that is you're literally the only fucking person that ever mentioned an air fryer to me. So, hey, uh, so about, right? It's, it's, you're talking like air fryers were like Love Island. 
<laughs> or, everyone was fucking right. There was or a flat fight. screen TVs or something. Like n- nobody was talking about air fries, man. Like like I don't know what circles you're socialising in. I'd say I, I literally you're the only person that was talking about air fries to me. I, I think you're right. I think like probably thirty percent of the world's population were on thirty percent of the world's population were talking about air were on air yeah. fries. Yeah. I think during lockdown, when everyone was worried about like cooking it, and like, it, it, that shows such a, a depth of lack of understanding of what level most of the world is operating at. Right, right okay. 30% of the Western world were talking about air fries. talking about air right? fries, okay. Fine. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm accepting that r- fucking ridiculous statement as your compromise position. But go on. People were talking about it because I think it gave, it was a healthier way of people eating the snacks that they want. Restaurants sure. were closed. People wanted that restaurant crispness, that fucking vibe, and they couldn't get it. Mm. And that's where Air Fryer stepped in and went, oh, hi there, we can help out. And, you know, and that's why I always respect Air Fryers for their, like their intention. But in the end, I just don't think it worked out for them. Yeah, okay. So did you, have you ever, had you ever made anything that you enjoyed from the Air Fryer? Uh, I made some sweet potato fries. It's just the crispiness was hard to get. That's what I mean about cooking vegetables in it for, for Christmas dinner. You would probably have to cook them without them being too crispy and you don't use a lot of oil. It might come, it might come in useful at Christmas. That's all I'm saying. To me? Are you still trying to get me to take this air fryer? <laughs> I'm just saying that if you and Lisa have only got a small oven, like... When have I ever said that Lisa and I have only got a small oven? <laughs> well, have you got an Arga? No, I've not got a... <laughs> You know, uh, the lowest point of my week this week has been the fact uh, during filming, I had the worst BO I've ever had in my life. Okay. How how were you made aware of this BO? Right, let me just... So the thing we're filming at the moment is set in the 80s. And so all the costumes are retro 80s costumes. And one of mine is a tracksuit, but it's like completely like synthetic. It's got no... It doesn't breathe at all, right? I'm in this tracksuit for like, eight hours and gets to hour number six and I was sort of like walking around and I caught the, a whiff of really strong like rancid BO right and I'm like oh my god that's disgusting like mm. someone's kicking up and I smelt it more and more it was everywhere I went when you I, say when you say when you say rancid do you mean like like how how disgusting are, we, are you talking about unusually just like like yeah yeah kind of not no, heard, right, smelt it at that level for a while yeah, like, look, we've all had a little kick up here and there, like, might have had a workout, not, might not have had, like, you know, whatever. There's BO. This was absolutely toxic, right? So I, I noticed it, and then I thought, I need to say I know that this is happening, because if I don't, and I don't reference it, that's going to be, everyone's just going to think, oh, he always smells. Mm. Like, he has BO. That's just, you know. Um, so I sort of said to everyone I came across that, oh, well, by the way, I smell BO. Like, I know, I'm aware of this. Mm. Yeah, this isn't my usual vibe. Um, it's just down to the track. So I had a wash this morning. I used deodorant. Okay. I probably need, need stronger deodorant for when I wear that tracksuit. But at one point, uh, our mutual friend, uh, you know, Alan Sipa Mustafa, right, who's mm-hmm. was in the scene with me, he was being very sweet and he was trying to say I didn't smell a BO, right? Mm. To which I put my hand under my arm yeah. And I said, "Look, smell this." And I, okay, <laughs> he, sniffed uh, my, uh, <laughs> he sniffed my finger, and I swear he went green. He looked like he was going to be sick. Why did you do that? So to prove to him how bad it was. Like it was horrible, man. 
Yeah, but why did you want to prove to him? Because I would... he's, he's done. He, he, let me let, let me just break it down for you. What's happened there? Sepa, lovely man, right? Yeah. He's gone. Tom smells disgusting in his head. This is what he's gone through. Tom smells yeah. disgusting. He's clearly very embarrassed about that. What I want to do, he's a friend of mine. He's a lovely bloke. Let me try and make him feel at ease by saying he doesn't smell. A series of wonderful decisions. He's trying to make you feel at ease. He's trying to make you feel comfortable. What a nice thing to do. His reward for doing that, what he gets as a prize for doing that lovely thing is for you to wipe your hands under your armpit and force him to smell it. So he came forward to sniff it. Yeah, because what? Because otherwise I assume you keep advancing towards him. No, no, I went like that. This is how the action went. Wipe, boom, smell it. Like, this is disgusting, isn't it? And he went, oh, yeah, like that. Look, if it's any, I don't want you feeling that. Like, if you were there, you'd have been the first person I'd have gone to with my armpit. No, I'm sure you would. I'm sure you That's why I'm <laughs> it was, so lucky to be one of your friends. But then the worrying thing is in costume, who I didn't necessarily mm. talk to, another friend of ours, Lindsay Moore, is mm. the costume on this. I'm now worried that she's going to smell the costume and it's going to stink. Yeah, but have you, have you spoken to like, you know, when you speak to these, the, the, the costume departments are very yeah. sure. The stuff they've seen, somebody told me about, like, you know, but they find skid marks and stuff like that. Really? In costume. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've oh, like, man. sometimes when you talk to them, the stuff that they found in costume, like a bit of whiffy armpit. Yeah, I mean. Like, and Lindsay's great. She'll know, like, that sort of material can get like that. I don't worry about it, mate. Don't worry about it. Isn't it a worry, though, that, that was how synthetics were back in the day and tracksuits were. Everyone had beer only. Yeah, I something. guess it's, it's, it's possible that, that as a population, we have kind of got less smelly throughout the... You know, because people talk about technological advancements. Yeah. That, that's one that hasn't really been talked about. I know, it's gone do completely people, under the do radar. People, do people smell better now? They must do, right? People well, are yeah, more... And, and men, in, men in particular are more aware of how they, they smell Mate, than they Also, you right? break down... Look, nothing against Duke, Cool Water, Izzy Miyagi. I had some great times in all of those aftershaves, right? But I think aftershaves for men smell so much better now. Izzy Miyake, because that Izzy Miyake aftershave, that, I mean, everybody I knew wore that. Yeah. Right? That, you want to talk about air fryers and being embarrassed not to have one. If you weren't wearing Izzy Miyake, you were dead. At a you know, point, right? you know, um, you know, because obviously, as one of your close friends, you know that I'm a bit of a rule breaker. And uh, yeah. I like to do fucking nutty stuff. I used to mix cool water and juke. Why? <laughs> no, just give it that. So it was a completely new fragrance that no one could quite place. Some people were like, oh, is that jupe or is that cool water? And it was a mix of the two. Tom, I know you think that that's a bit, uh, well, you're sort of saying it in a bit of a shame first way. People do do that. That's a legitimate thing. What's that mixing? mix? Mix fragrances. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think. I'm about to, well, I'm about to pay a big compliment. I think that's actually seen as quite a cool thing to do. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like a properly individual... A vibe. I mean, you know, I don't think they just randomly mix the only two things they've got on their show. I think people, you know, people tend to think about yeah, it. Yeah, but that was, that was the only two. I think there was only like three, because back then, Brute and all that sort of stuff was frowned yeah. upon. CK, CK1, did you ever rock a bit of CK1? Yeah, yeah, I think I've actually got some CK1 still now in my wardrobe, my aftershave collection. Do you reckon Izzy Miyake would smell nice now if you wore it? Because like, you can still buy it, can't you? Yeah, I think, you know what? I think in a retro kind of way, yeah. Mm. This is what I'm saying, man. I genuinely was really psyched to put on this tracksuit mm. and it literally had nothing like, I love a tracksuit, as you well know. It had nothing in it. There was like no breathability. 
And then I was like, did just everyone just smell through that whole, you know, and, and even before, I suppose actually before that, cottons and stuff, people weren't, you know, people wear a suit. So, mm. so it's just it's synthetic. Then you realize what's really going on with the ozone layer and water and stuff and the, the oceans. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So you you thought all that while you were on set, just after Sipa recalled at your armpit fingers? Well, no, in my so head, I'm like, oh, this is probably what's fucked the ozone layer. Because mm. you think, in that time, right, at some point, let's just say most of the planet was wearing those sorts of tracksuits, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the planet. Yeah, one way or another. Mm. They were wearing synthetic clothes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And now, obviously, there's a few still kicking around in retro stuff, but a lot of those, where have they gone? Have you got the answer for that? Are you, ask, are you genuinely asking me? I thought it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah, where question. have they gone? It's very difficult to know with you whether you need an answer or not. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right, so they've gone into landfills, if we're lucky. Oh, so it was a rhetorical question. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> landfills, uh, they've been burnt, like with tyres okay. and stuff. That is, those tracksuits, I think, look, my, B, my, my BO was upsetting for me. It was, you know, but actually those tracksuits, what they've done is, I think they are one of the biggest causes of the ozone layer okay. happening. This is a, a absolutely classic Tom Davis. This is, this is incredible work from you again you've had a bad day on set right because this tracksuit made you smell a bit and so you've decided to blame those tracksuits for the depletion of the ozone layer it's Mate, they are not environmentally friendly i can tell you that much now what what do you think of your how environmentally friendly do you think you are now uh this alias top is made from recycled uh other uh, plastics and clothes <laughs> You're so funny. Adidas shit. actually do an amazing range of recycled stuff. Yeah, they do. They do. Trainers, they do. ETC. Shout out Adidas for that. Because yeah. they're really leading the way when it comes to doing that. Mm. <laughs> I'm just sort of intrigued by your sudden levels of enthusiasm there. They're really leading the way, are they? Also, when it comes, they do a whole... You'll be interested to know this, actually. They do a whole range of nice vegan trainers. I know. I've got... I've got um... I've got both the well. I don't, they, I've got the Stan Smiths and the Superstars. I don't know if do they do any of under ones apart from oh, that. I saw sort of a pair of black pair the other day that was fucking luscious, boy. Yeah, yeah. The shout um, out Adidas for for keeping the fucking yeah keeping the planet yeah. safe and also making lovely stuff. And can I just say while we're on that subject, Adidas, if you if you are suddenly wondering why you've suddenly got a spike in sales, you're welcome. <laughs> You ready for some emails? Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from. Oh, actually, just quickly on the yeah. just bi wise, can ever can can we get like just people sending in email, either DM uh, Wolf and Al or Romesh or myself. Um, but don't the best... DM. Don't DM. You can DM Tom if you want. Uh, what you is the DM best, strongest deodorant to deal with synthetic fabrics? Like if there's anyone out there who's an expert in such things. Or or just tips for sort of minimising BO. Um, also, I'd love to hear, for Tom's benefit, for some air fry users that could give us some tips on... Yeah, that'd be nice. Why has Tom's air fry journey been become so so tragic? Could anyone yeah, give yeah. us any tips, please? And what actually, um, if you're listening to this, you're compelled to um, go out and buy some ecologically sound Adidas wear 
uh, at the Wolf and Owl Pod um, and uh, Adidas in the same here, so they can see that obviously we're spreading such a fucking humble and decent word. I think somebody's after a box of free gear. Um, okay, so this email is from the humble Earthworm. Wow. Uh, you remember Earthworm Jim? Yeah, Earthworm Jim. Da, da, oh, da, 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 da. Cool. That was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it a cartoon as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the game before it came before the cartoon, but like him, man. Oh, did you watch? Did you watch Masters of the Universe Revelation? By the way, no, I've not seen it yet. Is it good? Um, listen, it's, I just want to talk about this very quickly, just because you've reminded me. So I watched all of them recently, and um, it's, it's quite controversial. Uh, I don't know if you remember when that show, when that ser- this new series first came out, there was a bit of a kickoff online. I sort of don't want to say why because it's a bit of a spoiler. There's a bit of a kickoff online. I've watched all of the shows. I just think they did a brilliant... It's an amazing thing they've done, man. Oh, really? It's so good. It's so, so good. Like, if you enjoyed watching He-Man as a kid, you will just... It, what they've done to that story is just... I really loved it. I loved it. Amazing. So, uh, anyway, I've sort of... I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I sort of added such little insight to what, what I said there. Yeah, well, yeah I'm it's sure like, a lot of people will be tuning in. <laughs> Why have you got to be like this? I'm just saying, if you're going to sell something, sell it like the big man does. Okay. Um, All right. Yo to the Wolf Allen Central Swan. Love the pod. It'd be great to see you two on TV TV together again soon. Perhaps the Wolf and I could be adapted for TV in a Queer Eye style format. Could travel the country as a pair, teaching people how to do them. Anyway, my question is this. Recently, you discussed meat alternatives, and Tom remarked at how far they'd come in recent years. My question is this. Would you eat meat grown in a lab from cells? And would Tom consider it real meat? It's identical to real meat, but without the animal suffering. And is this next step in meat alternatives? It will hit supermarket shelves in the coming years, but I wonder if as a market, as both meat eaters and vegans could be repulsed by the idea of it. Where do you stand? So it, where do they get the animal, the meat cells from? It, they've got to start with a... I think it's already dead meat. It's meat that's already died. That's true of all meat, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but what I think it is, what I think it is, right, is it's like, right, let's get the cells before we sell this. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, I th- so I th- they're about to sell a chicken breast and then they like just chop off a little bit and they start. Yeah, yeah they'll chop off like a tiny, probably about that much because cells fucking grow, man. You can grow cells really quickly. <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> But I'd say an inch by an inch you, you have. Um, and, mate, that's, for me, I actually think that fake meat has come on so far. I don't even know if I'd eat sell meat now. Mm. I think I, I really, actually really genuinely enjoy, I actually enjoy that new fake chicken that's out. It's so incredible. Yeah. And probably like yourself, I will be fucking lurking about at McDonald's near me for that first hit of that first vegan. Okay, thing, okay. Genuinely, I am excited about this mcdonald's has finally pulled their finger out their ass and come up with a decent potentially decent vegetarian alternative you know what there's one one of the things i'd love to do in my life is not be with you but like follow you you're with your three boys right at least sweet lace you go to mcdonald's and i will be i'll probably get like a costume so you wouldn't recognize me right and i'll be just like hiding in the mcdonald's just to watch you yeah, and you'll, okay. you'll go in with your family. You will be so excited. You'll well, the youngest like, one to be crying because this is big man following us. <laughs> no, 
You won't be able to. But he doesn't recognise. You won't be able to sort of stand still on the spot. You'll be shaking like a shitting dog, right? Because you're so excited to fucking have that first bite of that vegan deliciousness, right? Your family will all sit around. It'll be like the end of the Christmas carol. All of your boys and sweet Lisa just looking at you as you take that first Big Mac bite. And you, you're like, the smile across your face, it will like almost like little Charlie or Theo or whatever will go, oh God, what is it like, Dad? And you'll be like, oh, it's delicious as I dreamed it would be. Oh, you're such a cop. <laughs> no, I would just smile, nod my head and go, you know what, it's going to be okay. And then I'll get up and leave. Why do you always have to make everything the end of a children's film? I just think it will be a, a, a sweet moment. It'll be amazing. Mm. And I, when is that burger coming out? 13th of October, I think. How do you know that? I think it is the 13th of October. But, how, been, but why are you so across it? You don't even I'm give a shit about vegetarianism. Mate, my best friend is a vegan. I want to hear as much as the next person how it tastes, how it feels when it first enters your gob, you know? <laughs> You know what would be quite cool, a cool thing for you to do? Get a little of the vegan, like, Big Mac sauce on the edge of your mouth when you're beer, and as you're leaving, someone will go, oh, well, you're saving that for later. And you just look at them and go, I sure am. I sure am. Yeah, whereas <laughs> actually, in reality, somebody will say, you're saving that for later, and I go, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited about it, man, I've got to say, because although our kids like the veggie dippers that they do. I Are you going to make it a family outing? Or? Probably. That'd be quite. No, brilliant. do you know what? I, uh, I, uh, I don't. I can't think of the last time I've been into a McDonald's. This is what I'm saying. No, uh, no. But, you know what? You're not the only one, mate. You're not the only vegan out there. So no, I know. I realise. I'm aware of that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, so, sort of. You're sort of saying it like I've claimed to be that. No, but there will be loads of you guys, loads of vegans on that date, just yeah. going into McDonald's for the first time in ages, just like high fiving, hugging. Like smiling across the table, it would be beautiful, man. Well, you think... do know, you do know that there are there are vegans. There's there are vegans that still won't go into McDonald's. You're aware of that, right? Yeah, of course. They you won't go mate, to McDonald's, mate. No, I'm not liking fucking, you know, this vegan Big Mac. I think it's an incredible thing. I'm not liking it to you know Jesus turning like bread into fish, which obviously again would have frustrated quite a lot of vegans. Yeah, and also you know? isn't the story. But go on. Right. <laughs> he he turned he turned water into wine. And bread into he didn't fish. T- no, he didn't turn bread into fish. He did he had a little bit of no, 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 no. He had a bit of bread and fish, and he fed five thousand people with it. Right, he didn't turn okay. bread into fish. Right. What, what? In what fucking set of circumstances would Jesus need to turn bread into fish? Wait, I'm not just Jesus going. I'm going to feed you all, and then somebody goes, "Oh, actually, um, some of us aren't keen that keen on bread. Would you? I tell, I tell you what, wouldn't mind a little bit of salmon though." Don't worry. I'm going to use the powers that God has bestowed upon me to turn this bread into fish because you're a fussy prick. Yeah, but you know, it would have been the other way around. You'd have been there going, oh, you know, you've changed all of the uh, the bread into fish. Can you turn it back for about five or six of us at the back? <laughs> we can't eat fish. We're not allowed. Right. What I'm saying is this. There was naysayers to Jesus even back then, Rob. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll have your vegan brethren, right? It's your job, mate. It is your job to get on your Reddit files or whatever you do, or your, you know, and go to your vegan brethren and say to them, "It's okay. It's delicious." Maybe take them a. Why big is mouth. that my job? Why, why do I give a shit about supporting McDonald's? They're doing absolutely fine without me. 
also the point the point is is there are some people think why why would you go and buy by the way i i, I i'm i'm aware that i'm slightly sounding a bit like a a bit kind of sanctimonious here. I, i'm just making the argument i'm not necessarily saying that i believe this i'm just saying there is a bit of hypocrisy even if they do a vegan burger they do they, they are mainly meat based aren't they so going in there as a vegan there's there's an argument is a bit hypocritical there, there is yeah, an argument also, i'm not saying i agree with it you've got to remember they're doing their best mate and they're before you know it, everyone. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they're doing their best. <laughs> Let me <laughs> just say one is, thing. That is an incredible overestimation of their of their. They're not doing Look, their best. Have you ever seen a castle before? No. It's the last form of work, my friend. You have seen because I've so, been yeah, with. Yeah. You. So, so why ask me the fucking question? Right. Do you get think, to the point? Do you think castles were built in a day? Do I think castles were built in a day? Yeah. No, I don't. It takes time to build great things, and that's what they're trying to do. No, you're right. You're yeah, right. you're absolutely right. Okay, right. Yeah. and you know the saddest thing of it, and it's very much. Have you when you go to an old church or an old cathedral or an old castle, do you ever stand there and think, "Oh, how sad that the person who started building this wasn't there for the end"? Uh, it's it's not occurred to me. No, also, you never thought you of that. Do you definitely know that to be the case? How long mate, the castles? How think long, how long it takes a castle to build, right? How long does it mate, take a castle to build, mate? Back in the old days, yeah. 20, 30 years, maybe. Okay, so, and what was the average life expectancy? What, 35? Yeah. Uh, well, mate, even if you were 20 when you started, you wouldn't live to 50 in adult times, I'd imagine. Yeah. Not if you're a labourer, anyway. Okay. How long did it take to build a stone keep castle? Um, stone castles were extremely expensive and took a great deal of time to build. If some modern bailey castles could be constructed in less than a month, a medium-sized stone castle would have taken a minimum of five years to build. Well... What about a really, really big cathedral? Put that in. How long did it take to build the cathedral? I'm not googling how long it takes to build a really, really big cathedral. <laughs> right, how long did it? How long did Seville Cathedral take? Okay, is that what you want to know? Yeah. How long did it take to build Seville? God, it's really painful how long it's taken me to type this out. Um, oh my God, a century. There we go. Right. So you start on that knowing that you'll never see the outcome, right? Very much like the person who probably is, like now, just first evolved this vegan burger, right? Mm, mm. So let's, let's just say they're 45 or 46, right? Okay. By the time the veganisms and the, yeah, everyone succumbed to this sweet, sweet vegetarian fake meat reality, right? They're not going to be there. All they were is just, you know, somebody put their shoes into the sand first and said, actually, it's okay to stand on. Mm. And, you know, that's the sad thing in life sometimes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think what we're getting from this is that you love McDonald's way too much. Um, okay. <laughs> Next email. Uh, hi, Rom and Tom and Swan. I'm an American listener who's been an Arsenal supporter since the mid-90s. So we used to love weekends, but not so much for the last decade or so. Anyway, I'm recently divorced and starting to date again. I've gotten into collecting retro football shirts, like my newly acquired 88 Holland one. And I think they look honestly. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think they honestly look fashionable. But can I wear something like that on a first date? The context is a bit different here, as most people don't have an association with football shirts. So I think I can use them to take my fashion game to the max. Be curious to hear your thoughts. Thanks and love the podcast. What's his name? This guy. Joe. Joe. Yeah, I could have guessed. Good, solid name. Uh, just, you know, actually, in America, Joe is the, like, that's the most. Because, you know, like, the thing of, like, I was in, he's just an American Joe. You heard that saying? I've heard that saying. What, it's not, <laughs> what is the point you're trying to make? 
I'm just saying it's nice that we've got an all-American Joe who listens to this, listens to this show. So shout out, Joe. Listen, man, um, a lot of this is going to come down to, Joe, where you're going for your first day. If you're going to go to Junkyard Golf, which hopefully you have over there because it's an absolute riot, um, and if you ever come to England, shout us up. We can take you. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's incredible. So Junkyard Golf, if you're going there or you're going to go somewhere cool or somewhere vibey like that, maybe you're going to go to... Uh, like a place like a darts place, or maybe you're just going to a more sort of sort of if if it I guess the word I'm looking for is uh, that sort of Shoreditch vibe that we have over here, right? If you've got that kind of vibe to it, you pair wear, wearing it with a pair of slacks or jeans. They actually look good with a pair of sort of like nicely boldly cut chinos, nice pair of trainers. It could look good if you're going to a smart restaurant, however, and you're kicking up into like a three to five course or a tasting menu. Do not wear a football shirt, my friend. Don't. Also, it depends on what kind of vibe you want to create of yourself. Um, it might, for you in your head, go, I'm a slacker, I'm chill, I'm vibing. Yo, my name's Joe, right? But she just might think you're a bit scruffy, right? So you have to basically put on a pair of glasses that are the glasses of the person you're going with and go, what is she going to think rather than what do you think? But that said, do you feel comfortable? Is that shirt going to give you the best version of yourself when you're sitting there, chin wagging away, mustering through the variables of your life? So there's a lot of options. For me, do it, man. Make the date chilled, make your vibe chilled, and wear that chilled football shirt. Um, good advice from, from the wolf there. Uh, Joe, let me tell you something. Don't, please don't wear a football shirt on, on your first date. I'm begging you. Do not wear a football shirt on your first date. And let me tell you why. Because when you go on a first date, everybody knows that you think very carefully about what you're going to wear, right? That you agonise over it to, to a greater or lesser degree, depending on how attractive and self-confident you are. If your first date sees that you've gone through that process and decided to wear a football shirt, and I know they don't have the same association, but she will still figure out that they've got the association with sport. You are just going to make her think you're an obsessive, right? And... You, you, you're running the risk of being written off before you've even started speaking. So, and listen, I've got nothing. I, I think I like retro football shirts, right? And I think down the line, you can comfortably wear them. But on a first date, I think it's an, it's an absolute... What are you saying, no-no. Robert? What are you thinking? Turtleneck, pair of chinos, nice pair of shoes? Well, as you said, Tom, it depends on the, the venue. Um, you can overdress for a first date. Yeah. So, you know, be careful of that. Um, I think you go, you go simple. You go simple, a nice, clean-cut shirt, pair of or jeans. Or a polo shirt. Or a polo shirt. Uh, nice pair of smart trainers yeah. or, sh- or shoes, depending on where you're going. Something, you know, something that isn't too, oh, I don't know, something that reflects. Can I just throw something in the mix, Roman? I don't know how you feel about this. I think that I'm done with jeans now. Wow. You really think so? Mm. I think I'm done with what jeans. What that? Just, I like a chino. I like a sort of cord. I like a... Like a smart tracksuit bottom. Mm. I don't think it's locked down. It's like jeans just don't do it for me anymore. Yeah, I, I I would love to see what the jean sales have been like since lockdown. And by love, I mean sort of mildly interested. Also, because like, like people just aren't. People have dipped out of the jeans game. Although like, over the last week, Tom, I wore jeans for the first time in a while, and they do, you know, they do have their place. You enjoy it? I did actually. Yeah, didn't mind it. Man, I wore a pair of chinos yesterday. Went out for breakfast or brunch with Catherine and just a little sweet, sweet roll at the bottom. 
mm. the white sock and the white trainer and felt so cool. I had a bit of a problem where, um, have I talked to you about my, my, uh, my moisturizing regime? No. You know that I, you know, every morning after I get out of the shower, I body lotion my entire body. Are you aware of that? No, no, I didn't know that. Just because, you know, dark skin can get quite ashy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was wearing trainers the other day with trainer socks and sort of a a jean, and as I sat down, my ankles looked like rhino knees. And then I just became—it's the first time in a while—I became self-conscious about my ankles. They just look so dry and grey and horrible. Really? And then I, yeah, and then I started thinking about trying to find some moisturizer to just moisturize my ankles. I was so embarrassed about it, but I didn't in the end. I just lived with it. You should go to get a pedicure and see if they can work. I can't out. believe I, I can't believe I'm staggered that I thought that was a story. No, but that, also that I, that I thought that was something to tell you. You know why you uh, you've been worrying about that? It's been in your mind. I would go if there is such a thing. Maybe, well, yeah, we have incredible listeners here. Maybe shout out: Is there any ankle specialists out there who can get in touch with? No, Ramesh? I don't need. I don't need an ankle specialist. I just didn't moisturise. That's I well. Yeah, look. I don't want the. I don't want this ankles to become. You know. The next thing that both of me and you are worried about. I don't want to lie in bed thinking about your ankles. Let's just get this sorted before it becomes a thing. Okay. Well, there you go. Joe, I hope we've helped you. Uh, do not wear a football shirt on your first date. And Joe, and send think... us a picture maybe of you on your first date. Yeah, send us a picture of you on your first date. Also send us a picture of you in your 88 Holland shirt. That would be great. Uh, only kidding, Joe. Don't send any pictures. Uh, okay. <laughs> hope we could help. <laughs> This is from Anonymous. Wow. Uh, this is quite, just to give you a little bit of a, a, a heads up, this is quite a, well, it's, you know, she's after genuine advice, this person. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Uh, need some advice, please. Uh, I'm a female in my early 30s and I've been seeing a guy for about two years. He's a couple of years older. We met about five years ago and got together under slightly unconventional circumstances. Things are going slowly, but well. He hasn't had a really long relationship in a while and he seems quite happy to doodle along. My question is, I'm so in love with him and I don't know how to tell him. I'm worried it won't be reciprocated. He isn't great with affection and doesn't really have a way with words that I've had in the past. Not sure if this means he isn't into me or not. Should I wait until he's ready to tell me or should I bite the bullet and get things moving? I'm worried it will scare him off. He's so kind, gentle and patient and has a heart of gold and has such great qualities that I can see in a future husband and father. But I also don't want to wait around if he isn't ever going to be ready to move to the next stage, which I'm keen to. He has a busy social life and sometimes struggles to find time for me. I often have to remind him to make time, perhaps because he isn't that into me. So I want to spend all my free time with him, which doesn't seem to be how he is with me. I really need some guy advice, please. And I thought your way with words might help me. Thanks so much for your help and sorry for the essay. Yeah, anonymous. Um, Firstly, I would say that guys of that age, he will be into you. I I would say without a doubt, if he's as gentle and as kind as you've said, I think, you know, speaking from experience and speaking from my own personal sort of, you know, I was single for quite a long time before I met my wife. And as a guy, you become quite sort of, I guess, you find, you know, activities, hobbies, you know, going out drinking, whatever, you, you find a social life that sort of compensates for sort of a lack of a relationship for quite some time. So what you, you end up doing is sort of getting more groups of friends and then you don't want to let those people down. And I think that he, he will be into you. I think you need to probably almost sort of, like the bullet in a, in, a, in a sense and sort of say it to him. But I don't think you have to say you love him from the start. I just think you, you probably need to be quite open and say, look, where, where do you see this going? Where do you think see the next step being? 
and raising that in a question. So you're not sort of opening yourself up to be too too vulnerable. You know, you're, you're just basically sort of saying that, you know, we like each other clearly. We get on. I want to process this to sort of be in the, you know, the next level of relationship. Yeah, I think naturally, I don't, you know, I can't speak for myself, but I think, guys, we can sometimes get wrapped up in our own shit in our own head. And I think um, women can some, I think women are just a lot more at home with their feelings and conveying their feelings. I know that we, you know, we talk a lot on here about mental health. We talk a lot on here about sort of how men are moving forward. And I think there's a lot of work to be done. Again, speaking of personal nature, I think sometimes we struggle to convey those feelings at times and we struggle to sort of be as open or, you know, if I'm vulnerable, I suppose, with with how we're feeling. And uh, I think that's that's an important thing to remember, you know, that, yeah, he could be, he could be hiding or, there could be feelings or things that are a bit deep, deep, more deep rooted and everything that, that he's feeling. So I think just a, a real honest and frank conversation between the two of you could, could be a way forward of, of, of sort of moving the whole whole relationship forward. But I think, you know, he, he clearly likes you. You know, you, you say he's gentle and kind and by the sounds of things, he's one hell of a lucky guy too. So I wish you luck, my friend. Well, you know, um, I find myself, as I so often do on these podcast episodes, struggling to find a way to top the advice that, that Tom Davis has handed out there. Really beautifully put, Tom. Thank you. Uh, well, the, the thing is, one of the things I'd say is so many times people I know or you hear about people that they just aren't on a level in terms of expressing how they feel about somebody. And people fall into the trap of thinking that if somebody doesn't say something or somebody's not open about it, that means they don't feel the same way. And I think it's just going to be, for you, it's just going to be a matter of sort of, getting to know how your other half expresses his level of affection. You know, some people are very kind of full on with it and open and say, I love you and just very affectionate with their words and actions and stuff. And other people just aren't. And um, yeah, I guess there's a bit of meeting in the middle uh, that's required, but you know, it's a brief answer for me because I thought Tom put it, put it really beautifully. Thank you, Tom. That's wonderful. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Tom, it's about that time, my G. Uh, now, first of all, before we get into your closing thing, can I just say, I've missed you. I've missed you. I texted you the other day, and uh, it just feels like we haven't talked for a while, because we've both been quite busy. So um, also we haven't seen each other physically, no, which has been no, difficult. No. Oh, there's one other thing I need to talk about. A quite, a few, quite a few people are, well, we got a couple of complaints on the email about us not doing bonus apps. I can say, can confirm now for you, Tom and I, before clicking record on our little production uh, have agreed a time to do our bonus episode so for those of you that are worried or slightly annoyed about the thing that you get for free not being delivered as frequently as you'd like please don't worry because we're back on the bonus app trail uh okay tom can you please take us out with some of your wonderful lyrical wizardry that you are generous enough to treat us with on a weekly basis peter was a slug and lived on the Robinson's patio. Every day he'd sort of drag his slug body from one end of the patio to the other. Sometimes this would take a week, sometimes short. Sometimes he'd dilly-dally in the grass. Then one day he came across a snail by the name of Ronan. And he was like, oh my God, he's just like me. But he has a, what, like a house on the back of his of his back 
And <laughs> Peter sort of walked, like, crawl up to Ronan. He's like, oh, man, like, what is that on your back? He's like, oh, this is my shell. It is my home when it rains. It is my solitude when I'm scared. It is the place that I go when everything feels doomed. Sort of, Peter says, that's a bit like the solitude thing, right? And he said, yeah, yeah, I was just thought of, there was about three things, but there's really only two. <laughs> anyway, they chatted for a bit. And then the rain came, started coming down. And Rowan just pushed himself into the shell. And Peter tried to get in there with him. And Rowan said, there's only room for what me. They're literally purposely built. So only one person can get in there. And Peter just dragged himself into the grass and found a leaf to sort of take shelter under. Anyway, um, two, three weeks later, and they sort of bump into each other now again on the patio, um, the rain started again. And Rowan turned around and was like, oh, back under a leaf. And Peter, uh, so Peter said, I'll oh, back under a leaf. And Rowan said, see you in a while, crocodile. Um, and Peter was a bit bemused because neither of them actually knew what crocodiles were. But he dragged himself through the grass under the leaf as Rowan pushed himself into the shell. And the youngest of all the Robertson children came sprinting out as the rain stopped and trod on the shell that Rowan was in. Peter just watched for a moment and thought, well, you know what? Sometimes where you think you're safest and you think that you are least vulnerable is actually the least safest place to be in the world. And actually, it's good to sometimes find other places to be safe and other places to try and rest your head. Don't limit the places that you seek solitude. There can be safety everywhere. He missed his friend, but he kind of knew that he'd learned an important lesson. Find shelter wherever you can. You sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of characters in that one. There's a lot of characters. You've got yourself. So you're trying to tie up Endgame there at the. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did feel like there was a sort of like origin story that could have sort of yeah. come before. Yeah, 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 but I hope and people realise what the actual sentiment was. Yeah, he lost a friend um, just by pure chance, and he took that to I mean he'd learnt some sort of lesson. I get it. So it's, no, uh, no, but if you just always just go look, this is where my safe space, right? Yeah, your safe space is in your head, right? That's what it meant. But yeah, I'll probably sort. So is your is your, is the leaf is the leaf your head? Is that what you're saying? No, no, but he could go to any leaf. It wasn't just one leaf. Or he could even go under a branch, a twig. He just got lucky, didn't he? Because the kid could have easily stepped on a leaf, couldn't it? Yeah, but yeah, but that would have been chance. When you're in a, when you think that you're in the most safe place in the world, yeah, yeah, the limitations are in your head. But he also thought he was safe, didn't he? Because he went under a leaf. Yeah, but he went. He went there to be safe. Didn't but he? you've got to remember how arrogant Rome was. This is a place right. I can't be touched. I can't be touched. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. But he could be touched. Yeah. So do you think Paul was kind of slightly happy that he died? I don't think he was happy, but I just thought... Hmm, but he well, was you. a bit of a cock, wasn't he? Is what, yeah. what you say. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Paul probably just thought, more for you, more for you. Yeah. I mean, actually, the end of the story could have been that Paul, about three months later, got eaten by a bird. Absolutely but, right, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, listen, Tom, I've got to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, spending real, this hour in your you company. Know, lovely... Lovely journey. So thank you so much for uh, that. I'll speak to you in a few days, mate. Yeah, uh, I'll see you. Thank guys, you. Everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Wolf and Owl.
Take care. Much love. God bless everyone. Peace out. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.